as it is Monday, and it is now uh, our 9.35 time slot, you know what to expect by now, right? That's Congressman Jim Jordan. He is um, Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative. He is also the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. Congressman, good to have you back. How are you, sir? I'm I'm doing fine, Bob. Uh, Good to be back with you. Yes, sir. I always appreciate your time. Um, I was reading before the bottom of the hour um, your tweet on Saturday uh, to the audience, and I want to repeat it for you because it it really underscores some of the most important things I want to talk to you about, and that is the two-tiered system of justice. You tweeted Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Lois Lerner, the Portland Rioters, and Supreme Court harassers. You said, but don't worry, Merrick Garland assures us that the DOJ, DOJ prosecutes cases without fear or favor. Obviously, you typed that out with your tongue planted firmly in your cheek, but it's not yep. a joke. It's it's terrifying that the DOJ really does select, um, uh, you know, uh, individuals to prosecute based upon their own political per- preferences, or in the case of Donald Trump, their own political uh, power. Yeah, and your audience knows that the country knows that anyone with common sense and, and an objective look at things understands that you have this now. A- Double standard or two standards. Uh, it was it even made more clear over the weekend. There was a great piece written by uh, Brooke Singman in, in, in Fox News where um, she talked about the Trump lawyers are saying that there is there's there's privileged information that that the uh, Justice Department has seized, and uh, the, the 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 Trump team said, look, there's executive privilege information. There may be attorney-client privilege information. There there's privileged information. We don't want. You're not supposed to have that. But look, we're willing to say, why don't you let some neutral third party like a retired federal judge examine that? And the Justice Department said no. Now, here's the interesting thing about that, Bob. I remember distinctly six years ago when I had a chance to question Hillary Clinton. I asked her the same question, only it was, it was flipped around. I said, you've got all 60,000 some emails. You're deciding which ones are are personal, which ones that are work-related and we should get a chance to look at from your personal server. I said, would you be open to letting a neutral, I use the same language, a neutral third party like a retired federal judge examine those those documents? And she said no. Like, So think about it. That they got to, She got to decide, and the Justice Department did nothing. Oh, that was fine. Now the Justice Department takes this information and they says, no, no, we're not going to do that. We'll decide. So just further underscoring how this there's a different standard depending on the politics of the individual who's being targeted. Now, there has been no indictment, so we don't know that there's any prosecution coming. But let's just say for the sake of discussion, there is. Let's say that they find some things in this documentation or whatever it is that they want to do to, to, to try to uh, destroy President Trump, which has been their mission from uh, from really 2015 on. Um how, how much of what they find in in these in these documents can even be used? How much of it would be admissible if if there is even a question as to whether or not it was attorney-client privileged? Well, and also remember, the attorney wanted to be and normal. Normal the case. Normally, the case is the attorney gets to be present while they're doing the search. They said, right. "No, you're out. We're going, and we have access to 58 rooms." If you remember what the search warrant said, 58 rooms in President Trump's uh, private residence. And we know that they were searching all over the place. So, yeah, yeah, I think all that gets litigated. But the truth is they now have it. They now have it, which sort of underscores this looks like it may have been just this whole uh, archives and records uh, act uh, may have just been like 
that's what we're using as the pretext to get in there to to look for whatever we darn well want to may, may right. be able to find. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it's the old. I was talking to Peter Kersenow about this last week. The uh, the ex KG precursor to the KGB actually in Stalinist Russia is the one who said, "Show me the man, and I'll show you his crime." Yeah. Give me a blank Very. check, unfettered access to anything in a man's life, and I will find things that you can charge him with as a as a reason and, and, and an excuse to to execute or in their in those cases or in this case destroy Donald Trump politically. So, um, again, I wonder how much of it would be admissible in a potential trial anyway. And then second of all, how do we know what is in those boxes was in those boxes before they got there? What's the chain of custody? How do we know? You yep. mentioned attorneys aren't allowed to watch. Um, the media reports, Congressman Jordan, also were that the FBI, when they went in to start searching in Mar-a-Lago one week ago today, they ordered that security cameras be cut. That that the cameras were not allowed to record them as they did their job inside of the uh, of the residence is that true? I have heard that reported. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But that is a it's a, it's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. To the uh, to the previous question on chain of custody, that's critical too. Who now has access to these boxes of documents and information? Where are they being stored? What room are they being stored at at the at the at the Justice Department? Is there a padlock on that room like they required to be on the room that in Marla? There are all kinds of questions that you need you need to ask. Is there a log? I assume there is because there's typically those kind of logs at at, at uh, you know uh, uh, police departments where who's got access to the evidence. And I assume that's the case. But all those are important questions, particularly when you're talking about the former president of the United States of America and likely candidate for president in in a, in a matter of months, probably, what, what I think President Trump will, will, will announce, but certainly running in the 2024 race, it appears. Two more questions on the president, the raid, the former president, the raid, and and, and all of the fallout. And then we'll get into the uh, passage of that monstros- monstrosity uh, that you did on Friday. Not you, but your, your colleagues. Um, President Trump's attorney has said to him, according to a report that I read this morning, if you want all of your litigation to go away, sir, I can make it go away immediately. And that would be, I think that means the January 6th Select Committee and all of their targeting of him, anything that they find or uh, may have been searching for in the documentation in his home and everything else, we can make it all go away if you do one thing. And that is announce you're not running in 2024. She said that will end all of this because that's all that they want. Do you agree? Well, it may, uh, but he ain't going to announce that. He's going. I think he's going to run. You know, I've talked about that numerous times, and I want him to. I've been clear about that. So, um, and, and let's be honest. If if let's say that would happen, that the president would do that and it would all go away, then the left would just turn. They would just turn to whoever's the next likely Republican candidate. They'd come after DeSantis and Pompeo and everyone else. <laughs> that's how the left operates. So, You're right. So that that's not going to change any, anything there. But we. In my judgment, we need President Trump back in the, in the White House. I, I've said this many times. No one did more what he said he would do than he did. He did it with every, uh, every Democrat against him, everyone in the mainstream press against him, half the Republicans against him, and all the bureaucracy. And he still got more done than any president who's ever been in the Oval Office. So that, 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 is, um, that, that is the attitude and the intensity we need at a time like this with the left doing all the crazy things they're doing. So I hope he runs. But uh, his lawyer, if he said that, I don't know if he said that or not, but if he said it, I, I sort of get the point. Uh, they've been out to get this guy since since before he was in office. They spent all four years while he was in office, and of course, they continue to do it today. Here's the other interesting thing, Bob. I think I find this 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 uh, uh, kind of interesting as well. That it looked like the January 6th committee was getting really nowhere. The country we're, we're about to have a referendum on the January 6th committee. It's going to be the Wyoming uh, congressional election tomorrow, 
Um, so depending on what happens there, I think that's the country sending a message. Remember, there's no Democrat running in that race, and, and the Cheney campaign is actively soliciting the support of Democrats. So whatever happens tomorrow, and I think it's a referendum on January 6th, I think the Democrats understand that that committee is not accomplishing what they all said thought it was going to. And so, boom, here we go with this raid under the Records Act, literally on the heels of them realizing, oh, she's probably going to lose, and this committee is not getting where we, where we thought it was going to go. Very similar to what happened a couple years ago when Bob Mueller testified, and he was so terrible, and they realized, oh, my goodness, this Mueller stuff is not going to fly. The very next day is when the so-called anonymous whistleblower came forward and told us about the call between Vindman and, and, and President Trump. I mean, they, they, they don't miss a beat. If one thing's not working, they move on to something else to attack this guy. And, and I think we're seeing that same scenario play out here. Well, I think you're right. We're talking to Congressman Jim Jordan. I think you're right. And um, and, and I think the best you know uh, evidence here that President Trump would never even think about following. And it wasn't advice, by the way. That attorney in the story that I just told you about said, I want him to run. But I told him that this oh, could all go away if you don't. Yeah. Uh, just to let you know what they're doing here. And, of course, that is you give him a challenge. You know he's coming right back and saying this is exactly why <laughs> Yeah, I'm that's right. what I love about him. But, <laughs> but, but, but to buttress that, I mean, you know. Here's a, here's the latest poll from uh, Politico and Morning Consult. He has gotten a ten point bump since the raid. So in the middle of the raid, in the middle of the uh, the uh, January sixth Select Committee and everything else that's going on to try to tear him down, he continues to gain strength. He gained four in the uh, in the hypothetical race uh, among pri- Republican primary voters in a yeah, hypothetical yeah. race against uh, Ron DeSantis. He went up for Ron DeSantis dropped down six, so a 10-point overall bump uh, to 57% in this uh, political morning council poll. So the people are just not having it. You know, the people who are part of the yeah. MAGA base, the people who are... And, and these aren't even all MAGA people. These are just likely Republican voters in the primary. That's yep. all that they are. And they are saying, we're not having it, uh, and they want them to run. Yeah, no, and they're, they're people with common sense, and they're people who understand the Constitution and how our constitutional system works. I was all over our district last week. I heard it from people. They were ticked off, and well, they should be. I was in Florida over the weekend doing an event with Matt Gates. He had a, we had an event with Matt where there were 650 people show up for, for a little mini rally kind of thing. Those people were fired up because they understand how wrong this is and how this is not how our great constitutional republic is supposed to operate. So, yeah, I, I, and I think the president is energized by that. And um, like, like we've said countless times, I think he's running and I want him to. Let's uh, go back to legislation now. On Friday, the vote happened that we all knew was going to happen after it's squeaked by in the Senate, thanks to Joe Manchin caving in. The uh, Inflation Production Act uh, is now law. Well, it's about to be as soon as Joe Biden signs it. What is the what? What are your top two or three biggest problems with that bill? Is it is it the amount of money spent on climate? Is it the uh, is it the you know, hiring of eighty seven thousand agents to crawl up the backsides of middle class Americans looking for mistakes so that they can make their lives miserable, particularly if they're uh, if they happen to be conservative uh what, what are your biggest issues with the inflation production act yeah it's that i mean it, look it's all bad in, in, in the climate change element that the, the um the, but but the big the tax increases the fact that it's going to increase inflation not reduce inflation but the biggest thing is is these thousands and thousands of agents who are going to harass american taxpayers harass middle class business owners middle class families and i use this example on the floor i you know who they're coming after this is the typical family. It's the, it's the assistant football coach at the local high school who's busting his tail every day helping his students and student athletes, who in the summertime has a side business to, to you know put away some money for his kids and their college fund. He's got a side business cutting grass, painting houses, paying his taxes, 
They're going to come after him. They're going to say, oh, this guy's got this side operation business here. Let's go investigate him. And they're going to harass this guy who was simply busting his tail. And as I said on the House floor on Friday, the people who will be harassing him, they'll be using his tax money to come after him, the taxpayer. They're going to be working remote. They're going to be drinking their fancy coffee from their home in northern Virginia, harassing the assistant football coach who was working hard. That's who they're coming after. And that's what makes this so, so just disgusting. And, and, you know, like potentially 87,000 of these people. So that's the problem um, that I hate most about this bill. Nancy Pelosi said this about the fact that no Republicans voted for this bill, uh, that Republicans voted against Mother Earth, uh, voted oh. against lowering prescription drug costs, lowering health care costs, reducing the deficit, and, quote, paid for to lower inflation to save the planet. Um, so... <laughs> I mean, take take as many of those as you wish, but I mean, you know, they, they they lump all of these things together uh, in yeah. one bill. Obviously, this giant reconciliation, and and they and then they want to paint you as being you know somehow against lowering yeah. prescription drug prices. Well, I mean, it's, it's, they just want to laugh. Like, what are they talking about? Like, the, the Inflation Reduction Act spends a bunch of money, and, and that's going to reduce inflation. Oh, and oh, by the way, I thought just last week Joe Biden announced inflation was zero. If inflation was zero, like he said from the from the podium in the in the in the briefing room, if inflation is zero, why did you need the Inflation Reduction Act? For goodness' sake! So, like, this is this inflation, so-called Inflation Reduction Act, is going to increase inflation. It's, the Inflation Reduction Act is going to raise taxes, and the Inflation Reduction Act is going to unleash thousands and thousands of bureaucrats to harass you, the taxpayer. Such a deal. that If she wants to talk about that, okay, fine. Let's go. Run. We're going to have an election in 80-some days. Let's see what the American people decide when they look at what you just passed and where things are in this country. Let, let, let's, let's see what happens. But no, no one with common sense believes that garbage that they're, they're, they're telling the country that, that, that this bill is about. And the last thing I'll ask you, Congressman, before you go, um, as we look toward November and a chance to perhaps rein in some of this insanity and maybe even undo some of the damage in this bill uh, by, by the by the Holman uh, uh, Act. But Representative Richard Neal made a statement last week. He's a yeah. Democrat. Yeah. He said, yeah. we, the Democrats, will raise corporate and individual tax rates next year. That's a that's yep. a direct quote. We will do this. Announcing yep. we're going to raise your taxes. How can any American, Democrat, Republican, or Independent, look at that and say, "I want the Democrats to retain power. I want to see my taxes go up next year. I want to see everything that I pay for go up next year." They're promising they're going to do it. That's who I want to vote for. Yeah, and remember, this is not just any Democrat. This is the guy who runs away as a means committee. I mean, this is this is like this, that's the committee that writes the tax law. So I mean, it's like. This is this is pretty big stuff when they're announcing if you keep them in control, get ready. There are going to be more tax increases coming. And these 87,000 agents, there's no way to get rid of them. But the Democrats are in power. They will be out there harassing you to get more of your money. So they're going to first raise your taxes. Then they're going to send out agents to harass you to get make sure you paid every single penny that the big government wants you as an American citizen to give to them. That is that that is frightening stuff, and you couple that with what we've seen from the Justice Department and the political operation of that place, that's what this election's about. Ultimately, when you boil it down, all these issues are important, but in the end, that's what it's about, the power that they want in D.C. to take your money and to run your life. There's no question about it, and it's pretty terrifying that they may have the ability to do so if they control the elections, and we have no earthly idea how that's going to play out. 
Congressman Jordan, and by the way, I meant Holman Rule, not Holman Act. It's not a law, but the Holman Rule, and I hope that is something yep. that uh, you and some of your other colleagues are discussing if and when November happens and we're able to take that sure. uh, that control back. Congressman Jordan, thank you for the time. I appreciate your, uh, your, your thoughts on all of these things, and we'll talk to you again soon. Great. Take care. Thanks. Thank you. Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.